Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. We're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, January 18, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, on the first hand, we have a reversal day on our hands. They traded them down into the daily chart 50 period moving average and have yet to close the gap that exists around 390.58. In one fell swoop, they erased the last four days of upside activity. So where does that leave us? Well, let's look at the big picture and then we'll drill down from there. The first order of business is its options expiration week. Weird stuff happens. So therefore, we're not surprised at the gap and crap type of activity today. However, we do take the reversal candle with the utmost care. We take it seriously. It's not an accident. They reversed the chart today. It happened on what we'll call an increase in volume, not spectacular volume, but an increase in volume. It was what we'll call decent volume. They had a reversal candle It's on the chart. It's a duck. If it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, generally speaking, it's a duck. Now, if they reverse the reversal tomorrow, that's a whole different ballgame, but that's not necessarily the expectation. Remember, this was always a bounce in a downtrend, a bear market rally, any way you want to look at it. The weekly chart, as a refresher, we have this trend line. They've challenged the trend line. If they can get above and close a weak Friday close above that trend line, that's something, again, to take seriously. The week's not over yet. It's options expiration week. Can they reverse back up? Whether or not they can close above that trend line, who knows? But can they reverse back up? And the answer is, yeah, why not? How about the 240 chart? At the same time, the daily chart was coming into its 50-period moving average, The 240 chart price was approaching the convergence of the 100 period and the 20 period moving average happened to coincide with or right above that open gap. So buying that price wouldn't have necessarily been the prudent thing to do when we talk in trading terms, when they're already getting close, you're waiting for the gap or lower. If you're short and you're riding the tape down, then you would be exiting before the gap and both those moving averages, A, the convergence on this chart and the daily chart 50 period moving average certainly would have been an exit target. And at the same time on the 120 minute chart, they're coming into the 200 period moving average right above the gap. Again, all these moving averages slightly above the gap, A, maybe they stalled the tape or stopped the tape from dropping into the gap by the end of the day, but B, still traders would have been waiting for the gap at minimum to enter on the long side under normal garden variety conditions. And when you look at the hourly chart, it's in no man's land until at least you get to the gap down here. It was close by the end of the day, but they just couldn't do the deal. Taking a look around the horn, just switching gears a little bit, we'll take a look at some sectors. The energy sector. So you can see what they've done. We don't look at this as a general rule, but I look at this. So they ran up to where? To the vicinity of a breakdown candle high and all of a sudden have reversed back down to run a test of the last moving average in the sequence that they blew through. 
normal garden variety technical chart type activity. When you look at the weekly chart, same routine, big breakdown candle, on time type of situation, running a test of the high of the breakdown candle. Same stuff we talk about each and every night, just a different chart with a different three or four letters on it. All charts act and react the same way. But you can see here, and this is really what I wanted to check in on, did we get a reversal in other things, just the major index, or were the stuff underneath the major index, are the charts looking the same way, the sectors that make up the index? Daily chart, reversal candle in energy, for sure. The tech spider fund, which is relatively close to the Qs, I would say, same routine, reversal candle, outside day, whatever you want to call it, it's all the same camp. On a pickup in volume. About the retail space, same routine, what did they do? They ran a test of a breakdown candle high. Funny how that works. Reversed away from it, back down toward the last moving average in the sequence that they broke out from. All charts act and react the same way. We even got a reversal on an uptick in volume in the EEM emerging market space. So what my point here is to show you across a broad array of different things that this was a reversal day, pretty broad-based. Consumer discretionary reversal day. Healthcare, not the same chart, looks different on the chart. However, you could see another terrible day. So where was money hiding today if it wasn't going to be able to hide in healthcare? Certainly didn't go to the EFA. Another reversal type day, just looking around the horn. A subsector within technology, cloud computing. Reversal off the 100 period moving average. Pretty decent volume. Better than decent volume. That, out of all the charts we looked at because of this spike in volume, is more of a bona fide reversal day, triple the average volume. More of a reversal day than any of the others in comparison to one another. If one had to be a standout, your cloud computing chart is the standout based on the reversal in price and volume. What did I do? Save the best for last. We don't really look at the Dow, but here's the DIA or the ETF that tracks the Dow. And you can see here from a daily chart perspective, what did they do? Just put in a lower high. Look at this day. Yesterday was a down day, pretty decent one at that. And today was a big time down day in the Dow. Does this type of thing look familiar? Down move, wedge pattern, another down move. Be a lot of support down here at these moving averages, the former lows and such, but still, that's what's going on. Just food for thought from a longer term perspective. You look at the monthly chart and you say, well, the month before, meaning the close of November, they closed above that 20 period moving average. Then all of a sudden, December, they close back below it. Is that telling us anything? We don't know yet because now January is not closed. So what happens if January by the end is just eating time off the clock? Well, then you know what we're going to say. They're just potentially eating time off the clock to make another move higher. But right now, all we have at our disposal on this chart, from my perspective, is the fact that they closed above and then failed back below the 20 period moving average. I think that's somewhat meaningful. But the monthly charts are very long-term, take a long time to play out, and there's nothing really you can do with them intra-month. 
So it's just food for thought. What happened inside the numbers today? We'll check out some of the commentary. I'll scroll through. You can pause the video and read the notes, go back to the chart, double check the work. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. I'll highlight the important things. It's hump day already. The big picture is they're still building energy around the same place, and that's what they were doing this morning. They were still hanging around that daily chart 200-period moving average, meaning the S&P 500. That was before the collapse throughout the day. But of course, unless of course, they pulled the rug out in typical OPEX weird stuff happens formation. What did they do today? They pulled the rug out in typical OPEX weird stuff formation. Funny how that works. You'll see here throughout the morning, 398.50 is important. That's once again going to be our early pivot. We have some unfinished business up at 400.50. We have a gap down at 397.75. We have some stuff we talked about yesterday down at 396, down to 396.50, or up to, unless you're standing on your head. And let's see what happens as the day begins to get underway. So we had a little bit of a kabuki light situation at 8.30, some data released, PPI. They decided to pop the tape a little. Doesn't mean they'll hold it. Doesn't mean any change to the earlier numbers. It's just an 8.30 data release. They jerk the tape around. They do it all the time. Let's see what else we have. Nine o'clock. Where are they now? They were pushing up, so there's an opportunity to go in the other direction off the PPI, but they chose not to do it. They chose to continue floating higher in their current, at the time, melt-up operation. They're hanging in. 399.70, give or take, up to 400 is overhead resistance. You know the drill right of the vertical is today's activity. 399.70 up to 400 is that zone up there that was, in fact, today's overhead resistance and the top of day. I give you how do you like them apples. However, I didn't take the trade up there. In fact, I was more interested in a spike of 400 up to 450. It was overhead resistance, but with the unfinished business from yesterday, the trader in me had to wait for them to at least complete the business. And even though yesterday they came close, it absolutely changed today's trade up there. They didn't even get there, but in concept, I have to treat the market the same way. And because they came close, that changed the potential trade even at 450. Now, they didn't get there, and they turned around at 400. It was overhead resistance. Seeing overhead resistance and being overhead resistance is one thing. Having a trade opportunity may not be the same thing. For me, in this case today, from a day trading perspective, from a taking a short trade perspective, I wanted the higher price. Life of a trader. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. Again, before the opening bell, under normal garden variety conditions, they're not going to just run away, but will put some kind of a high and pullback. Hence, the short opportunity if they push higher. I was focused on higher. I was also focused on the fact that they weren't going to run away, and there was a short out there. As a trader, I just wanted the best price. So out of the gate, they started testing the pivot, and bouncing back up north off the pivot, 398.50, and that was a bullish signal right out of the gate. And there it is, a test, a spike, a come up short, they bounced off 398.50, and they went to the resistance zone. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. They got to 400, now I was looking for higher, so I'm saying here, if they push higher, 
450, it's not that far away. And you'll see a lot of this, it's a narration type of situation. It was a slow tape in the morning. Then they started to fall. So we focus back on the pivot first, below 398.50, the door opens for the gap, 397.75, a little bit lower. They can bounce the tape there. If below, the door opens for 396.50. And there's your 396.50. They bounced right off of that. They actually gave you a nice bounce. The high was 397.42. So let's call it a nine-point ES or S&P handle bounce. And you see here, if below, 396.50 is on the table, meaning if below the gap, should be a good support and another bull bear battle. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Now, once they bounced off 396 and came back lower, the 395 is no longer on the table. And by the way, I had to leave for an appointment, so I didn't get to see the stuff that happened on the downside until I got back and it was already underway. It's one of those Murphy Law situations. Do you know Murphy? Of course, everything happened while I was away from the screen. So I give the afternoon numbers, the afternoon stuff that I can see after what had developed, and here it is, the afternoon mashup. 391.38 is the gateway to 390.60. And there you have it. Look at the bottom of the screen, 391.38. They hit it into the close, bounced off of it just by a few pennies before the closing bell. Read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Now with stocks on the move, there was only three things moving in the pre-market worthy of putting up on the board. Stuff moved after the bell, but these are the ones in the pre-market stocks on the move. We had IBM, PNC, and BL. IBM came close, but no cigar. PNC actually hit its entry objective or entry target early in the day. So let's take a look at that chart. PNC getting its haircut or buzz cut at the opening bell. 150.18 was the number. Second five-minute candle of the day. They spike it. They go down to a low of 149.59 and immediately turn right back around, making a high just minutes later, 155.21. 150.18 entry, high of 155.21 by 10.20 in the morning. It was an all-you-can-eat scenario. Traders were able to get whatever they wanted out of it. Traders inside the numbers got it. Traders in the live room got it. I wasn't able to take it. I'm doing too much in the live room with the updating of the notes and running the live room. But we looked at it. We talked about it. We talked about why it was an important spot. Traders in the room picked it up and they were rewarded accordingly. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Another reversal. So we have reversal candles across the board. It's either one big signal or it's one big fake out. There's nothing in between. Monday morning quarterback would say they ran a test of the former highs and they were summarily rejected, having a reversal day on a pickup in volume, but not much, average daily volume. So this one could be suspect, but it is a bona fide outside reversal day. When you see these kind of reversals, what you're really looking for is the accompaniment of institutional participation that gives you added confidence that what you're seeing on the chart is actually happening and will see follow through. Without the institutional participation, without the heavy volume reversal day, you're missing a component. It's not a clean slate. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Now this one's interesting. They spiked the former high or got up close. 
They didn't quite spike all the highs, but they got up there and they had a reversal finishing on the lows, on volume. That is a reversal day. Again, just validating across the board. Weekly chart, you have to wait for the week to close out to say the same thing. Maybe they ran another test of this breakdown candle high, the one that's over here by the arrow. Maybe they just ran a test of the 100 period moving average. Maybe, and by the way, this is a true statement because you have to look at both sides of the tape. You have to play umpire calling balls and strikes. Maybe they're still just eating time off the clock in a range waiting to break either down or up. That is still a possibility based on this weekly chart. Be the umpire, call balls and strikes. The Q people, they were never able to fill the gap up here. They came close, but they couldn't do it. They really couldn't get much above that window into no man's land in order to fill the gap. This chart was really the weakest of the bunch, and it's more evident on the weekly chart. You could see here, they really are just floundering around, and any bounce is sold into, and this is just a downtrend, period, full stop. There is nothing uptrendy about this. This is a downtrending tape that just bounces, bounce in a downtrend. Where have you heard that before? That will change when it changes. We don't guess that it might be changing. The market might be turning bullish. We might get a soft landing. The Fed might stop slowing the rise in interest rates, which may have a positive impact on the market. Inflation may be slowing to the point where the market's going to rally. Maybe earnings will be fantastic and rally the tape. All those things could happen. They may be true, but we don't go on that. We go with the numbers. And in this particular case, when I drew this trend line in just now, this is a hypothesized trend line. If they can get above this stuff and start closing weekly above, then there's going to be some more upside into the 50-period moving average. You have another breakdown candle high that'll come into place all the way up above 300. That's a long way from where we are, but they have to start somewhere. They have to get above this area here first, and they have yet to do that, and it has to be on a weekly close. So when you look at the longer-term charts and you look at something as important as the cues, you say, well, look, if they're not leading the way on the upside, what's going to pull technology up after the fact? The financials, here's a nice big healthy up candle, break up candle low, 35.26, close below it by a nickel today, no accidents nor coincidences. The choice was to close below it, which opens the door for them to trade down into those moving averages down here, break below 35. Now, in terms of the XLF, it's not that far away, but this is the way you read the chart. 34.75, give or take a nickel on either side, is an important place. Write that down, put it on one of your sticky notes. Smash Mouth, running a test in the vicinity of a breakdown candle high. Maybe they only got to the middle of it and they're reversing volume, but not a bona fide reversal candle. So out of all the charts we saw, we had one that looked fantastic for a reversal, and that was the cloud computing one. And now the SMH, which is another proxy for the tech space, and so was the cloud computing, by the way. It was a subsector, if you will, a niche within the cloud computing or within the tech space. The SMH is a pretty good proxy for the tech space and really was not, was on volume, but was not on price, a bona fide reversal day, just a down day by 
less than 1%, a little more than one half of 1%, buck 40, not a big deal. That's interesting. That's something for the bull side of the ledger. It's something for a sticky note. Write that one down. This is important. I would remember that this could be a canary in the coal mine for one of those situations where there's a fake out. Maybe they play catch up tomorrow into Friday. Who knows? But this is something to watch. That's why we talk about it. That's why we look around the horn at a variety of different charts. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.